Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Good to have you back. I missed you a bit last week while you were gone on vacation, and uh, it seemed like all had a nice time in Cape Cod, and you made your way around some playgrounds. Yep. I tried the lobster roll, like I had said I How would. How was it? I hadn't asked you about that yet. How was it? Was, it? Uh, it, was, it was good. Okay. I mean, it's it was not a ringing endorsement. Well, you know, I, I, do I feel the need, like, am I uh, dying to go have another one? No. Okay. Uh, when I ate it, it was enjoyable. I got a hot one that had butter on it, and okay. that probably made it much better. I'm not sure that I would have liked the cold version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it got the job done. I've had it. I don't feel the need to yeah. drive seven hours and have another one. Plus, mm-hmm. it was twenty nine dollars. So, well, yeah, you're paying the market like, price for that. Yeah, it's it was good. Fresh, but for, uh, it was very yeah. fresh. But for thirty dollars, eh, yeah. it was it was it was good. I'm glad I tried it, and I'm glad uh, can check that off the bucket okay. list now. Yeah, very good, very good. Did have fish and chips from the Chatham Pier. Uh huh. Where we saw some seals hanging yeah. out in the water. Did you see them bring the catch in? No. You missed it. Okay. No, we missed it. We were there from the time that you said they would uh, sometimes bring it in. There wasn't yeah. anything. Uh, a boat came in that was empty. Okay. So we missed it. However, a good time was still had by all yeah. messing around on the pier. Well, it's hit or miss. Hit or miss. Um, but they bring in what's called dogfish. And a lot of it actually gets sent over to Europe uh, in the United Kingdom. And there's a whole bunch of boats and, just sitting out there, obviously fishing um, right there. Yeah. And, and that's what they use for, for fish and chips. It was, yeah, it was amazing that, that fish and chips from that location mm-hmm. right there at the pier, which they yeah. had obviously caught that day was delicious. Yeah. That was really good. Good, 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 good. Yep. Well, fish and chips, not the focus of what we're going to talk about today. Now that we're back to full strength, but we are going to talk about baby formula and, and that's something that it's, it's been in the news for a couple of months now, and if you if you have an infant, someone that uses formula, you know about it. And it's one of those things that if you don't, I don't know how much attention you've probably paid to it because it doesn't really affect you or impact you. But it's a serious thing and, and very serious for those who have infants that, that need formula and also shed some light, again, just on what supply and demand, how much it is all tied together and how we're still dealing with the, the pandemic and the impact that it's had. The pandy, yeah. Yeah. You have a young one at home. We do. How has yeah. this been for you? Uh, there was a period of time where it was a little stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, Brenna was able to find uh, find a, somewhere where a shipment must have just been delivered yeah. and was able to stock up on it. So we're good. But it uh, for folks who, you know... We're not prepared like that. Uh, that would talk about something that would be incredibly unnerving yeah. and uh, anxiety. Not being concerned about how mm-hmm. you're going to feed your child would, yeah, uh, be a serious thing. And I, you know, wouldn't wouldn't want that on anybody. Anyone who has kids or has had younger has kids that are grown remembers that feeling of just you know, stress is one thing, but when it comes to your children and their well being, yeah, whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. Yeah, thankfully Cooper's now starting to eat. Yeah, you know, like uh, really soft food, mm-hmm. so it's not not the end of the world. But it's still, uh, yeah, I can, I can't imagine what that would be like. Someone who knows that 
that formula is getting lower and lower. Yeah. And, and I was at a store. Where was I? I was at Wegmans. Uh, not yesterday, but the day before. And I just took a walk down the baby formula aisle. I figured if there's some there, I'll grab some. Mm-hmm. None. Still none. Yeah. And it's been like that for weeks. Yeah. Where it's just empty. And so what happened? Well. Let's get into that. Yes. Let's get into uh, what happened. Some of the factors, and then I actually talked to our pediatrician this morning because I thought this would be interesting to, what would you tell someone? Because I don't know. Right. I don't know, and I prefer not to just Google or look on social media. So let's start with what happened. In February, four four kids or four infants mm-hmm. uh, got sick with pretty serious bacterial infections, and it had been fed formula, or those those infants mm-hmm. had been fed formula from an Abbott Laboratories, which Abbott is a major, major producer of, of baby formula and also a v- just very large business as a whole uh, ba- from their plant out in, what is it, is it called? Sturgis? Michigan. Sturgis, Sturgis, Michigan. Sturgis yep. Michigan, which because of the connection or just all of those, those four infants having been fed formula from that plant, yep. naturally that plant was shut down and then investigated. Probably important to note that no connection, the CDC or the FDA did not find a connection between the bacteria and bacterial infections that the infants got and anything that was going on at the plant. Yeah. But they did find other issues. Yes. That they forced Abbott to then square away Mm -hmm. uh, for overall cleanliness and sanitation to meet the proper regulatory requirements that that they have, have then placed. And of course, almost half of the baby formula in the United States comes from that specific plant in Sturgis, Michigan. Well over 40% of all the baby formula that's made in the United States comes out of that plant. So you shut that down and that that's going to have yeah. a ripple effect that I'm not sure anybody knew at the time of the impact that that would have. No, but I feel like now we've seen this so many times that we should be starting to think along these lines. Whenever yes. something like this happens, that there is there are consequences. They may not be immediate, but there will be consequences in one way, shape, or form or another. And so nearly half of the baby formula produced in the United States comes out of that plant. Problem is, there's already a shortage that was caused by, you guessed it, the, the pandy, as we like to call it, in that it started when, like with toilet paper, paper towel, soap, People were stocking up on baby formula in the early stages of the pandemic. So producers were able to ramp up production to to attempt to meet that demand, but then they had slowed production because the demand had fallen. Mm -hmm. And now what we've seen is that in in early 2022, there have been an uptick of, of newborn babies and the demand has risen. Now, there's four companies in the United States that are responsible for 90% of the baby formula in the U.S. Yeah, all of it. Basically all, all of it. Yep. Let's just call it all of it. Yep. Abbott, Mead, Johnson, Nestle, and, and Perigo make make just about all of it. And it's not an easy market to get into. This isn't no. like you can just decide to open a storefront and make baby formula. And frankly, nor should it be. No, absolutely because not. Because the regulations on how the baby formula is prepared, the ingredients put into mm-hmm. it are rightfully so very high. So that yeah. you can feed your child with confidence that that they're getting things that are not contaminated and not of uh, of bad quality, but in a time like this, where you had suppliers already slowing the production mm-hmm. of it, 
not predicting that the plant that makes almost half of all baby formula in the United States would have to be shut down for a period of time. You really had a perfect storm come into mm-hmm. play that I don't think even if you don't have a child, you can understand the importance of having baby formula no. on the shelves for, for people to be able to buy. Well, it's it's something as simple of thinking, you know, there are, and and I learned this as, as a parent, that breastfeeding is not as easy as you may think it is. No, it doesn't no. work. TV shows may, or wherever just make it seems seem easy. And there are there There's are anything so but. many reasons, and every yeah. every child is so individual that it, it may just not be a viable option. Our kids were solely formula, right? Yeah, and it may not be as simple as well. You should just be breastfeeding. It's not that simple. It's just not. Well, no, not in, and when you now I'm not. a I, you know, don't have the uh, ability to breastfeed a child. No, but we both But you have... also, like, when you have a... You can't just flip a switch and all no. of a sudden it just starts working. No, you can't. And in some cases, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, right. It just doesn't work. So so it's one of those things where at one point nearly 40% of the baby formula in the United States was out of stock. I mean, I can just imagine... The... I'd, be, I'd be interested... I mean, I, I, sub- I have no reason to disqualify that. But I have not seen baby formula on shelves around here yeah. for weeks. Mm. So I suspect that number may be even it could higher, be higher now. It, 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 at, absolutely, at it absolutely could be higher. Well, before they started bringing stuff in right. from right. Uh, Europe and, and overseas. There's a third factor at play here, which, again, uh, is a big one. And this That's is a huge one. one I wasn't necessarily as aware of until you start to look into it and you think, oh, well, yeah, that's a problem, too. So initially, you thought, well, can't we just bring this in from other countries? Nestle's a, a European country or European company. A sure. lot of these companies, there's formula produced around the world. Well, FDA regulation is so strict that much of what comes from Europe is actually illegal to purchase in the United States, and that's due to labeling requirements. There's other technicalities, but it's not that simple right. to just say, well, let's get it from Europe. No, and there are tariffs. <laughs> yeah, there's the other thing. Which right? add a significant cost to that. Uh, but, you know, when... Now, I believe they have waived some of those mm-hmm. and certainly uh, moved past some of the differences in labeling requirements mm-hmm. because they just need need baby formula. And they've been bringing in pretty large right. shipments from some of those facilities overseas. And there have been studies that have been shown that many European formulas more than meet the guidelines for use. Some actually could be... Could be better based on right. some of the ingredients. They're yeah. not allowed to use uh, things like corn syrup, and you know, which we just know is junk. Um, right. So it, there could even be more benefit. But trade policy, like you said, the very high taxes on formula that does meet the requirements. So we imported zero, zero baby formula from Canada in 2021. It's right yep. next door. Yep. They have it um, now. We imported formula. Two formula was sent to Canada. But, but taxes up to nearly 20%. And I don't want to hear the political side that this is the Biden administration or this is Trump's fault. It's, it's, it's not worth playing the blame game. Both parties no. bear responsibility for it. And if you actually start to dig into it and see when some of these tariffs and things were signed, you can see everybody had a role to play in it. Yeah, it, and the reality is, at this point, it is what it is. It doesn't matter. No, we just need to, parents need to be able to feed their kids. Right. And you need to do whatever we have to do to be able to make that happen and get food on the shelf. Yeah, and there's the argument some people say, well, we should just be making it domestically. Not that simple. No, it's, And we do. We do. We do. It's just we shut down the plant that right. makes half of it. Right. 
And that's also the big reason why there's not that huge or large amount of importing baby formula from Canada or from Europe because we have facilities here in the United States right. that are making a lot of it. We just shut it down. And that's not... That's because not it had to be shut down. It had to be it shut down be. because of contamination and sanitary, sanitation reasons. But the reality is that was the issue. The sanitation problems mm-hmm. were the issue. Everything else was just a perfect storm for leading to empty shelves. Yeah. So, so what is starting to happen now is that there are some companies, European companies, are flying formula in. It's not nearly enough to meet the demand. But what a lot of it is is there are, in some cases, very specialized formulas. Right. There's infants that need a very specific formula due to health conditions. Yep. And so that is being able to um, enter the United States, at least some of it. Um, some of the production is ramping up again in the United States. Well, and I think that plant got the yes. go-ahead to begin yeah. uh, producing again. So the hope is, is that this will not continue to be an ongoing issue. But, I mean, I remember how fast that stuff goes. Uh, yeah, we, we can run uh, through it pretty quickly. We, having been to Cape Cod, we found out that one of those tubs of formula lasts us a week. Yeah. We didn't know, but we opened one when we got there. Mm-hmm. When we left, it was empty. But the other side is that even though that plant is up and running again, you can't just flip a light switch and there is formula on all the shelves. Right. It has to get made. It has to get transported. So it's still going right. to be a, a period of time before we really start to see relief and you start to see those shelves it has to back be produced with the options. It has to be produced. It has to be delivered. It has to be packaged. It has to we be We still have a shelves. major shipping issue right. here in the United States. There exactly. are, we have not replaced the truckers that we need, truck drivers we need. Yep. So there's all these issues, even with it being shipped in. It's not as easy of getting a ship into a port Correct. these days. So there, again, all of this supply and demand plays a role. Mm-hmm. What sucks in this case is that it, there's children involved. I mean, when there's children and infants involved, that's what really sucks. Like, if we couldn't find ketchup packets, we were okay. Yeah. Well, and it's their only source of food and right. nutrition. Right. It's not like, uh, we don't have enough yeah. hot dog rolls. Right. So, what should you be doing? And this is one where we're obviously not medical professionals, nor are we claiming to be. But I was curious, and it's important, I think, that we leave someone with some kind of action item. So, I called our pediatrician, chatted for a few minutes, and said, well, you know, what... What would you tell someone? Because I haven't had this conversation in several years. Yep. One, uh, don't dilute formula to try to make it last longer. These things are measured. The, the the measurements they provide are very specific. Don't dilute formula. Don't make your own. Don't make your own. <laughs> Basically, also, don't take any advice off of social media. That I think that I, that is an overarching theme for pretty much any topic we could discuss. Unless it's our social media. That's the truth. But we also try to refrain from giving advice. Correct. Provide information. But seriously, don't provide. You can go through TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and see people posting recipes of, 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 uh, you know, how to make baby formula. And people say, well, they used to make it. Well, yeah. And there's a reason they stopped. (laughs) There's a reason people don't do it. There's a good reason why there are all of these regulatory restrictions on the manufacturing of baby formula. And if you have questions, speak with your doctor. Yes. The one thing they said is, you know, there's a lot of these labels like gentle, comfort, which are all, they're, they're meaningless. Yeah, unless you have, and, and the scary part is someone who has a child that has a very specific yep. need and a specific type of formula that they have. I, I think I saw a doctor somewhere 
who kind of like an, if an otherwise healthy child without uh, diet um, restrictions on their diet, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the difference of drinking Coca-Cola versus Pepsi. Right. Uh, they'll still be okay if you have to switch the brand or a gentle or a comfort, right. except for the, the children who need the very specific right. type of formula. In most cases, the nutrients are regulated and have to be yeah. the same. Correct. Yeah. So A lot of it comes down to marketing with the exception yeah. of the very, the very specific types. Yeah. So for anything past that, talk to your doctor. Call your pediatrician. Yeah. Um, but... In general, this is just another example of so many of the issues in our economy right now. We we have lived in an economy where it was just, you know, just-in-time shipping or just-in-time production. Yeah. And we're seeing, I mean, the pandemic started, uh, what was it, two, two no, more than two years, years ago. years ago. Right, going almost, on three o- years. almost three years. No, we're is it? Sti- well, we're in June 2020, of 2022. Yeah. I mean, in reality, though, people had this in November and December. Yeah, so sure. we're, we're, we're we'll, we'll call it two and a half years. We'll round up. Um, we're still dealing with this. And, and we're not yeah. out of the woods with a lot of these supply issues um, by any means. No, no. And we're not going to be out of the woods tomorrow. It's going to take some time. Yeah. You can't just flip a light switch on and everything is back to normal and the shelves are stocked again. It's going to take time. Have a plan. And as best you can, work through it. Yep. That's Wade into Wealth. We shall return next week. Thanks for being with us. Contact the Wade Group at Wade Group at brightonsecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade Into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities.